What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Words with Wade podcast, episode 103. Yeah, 103? That's not right. I, of course, am your host. Is it 103 or 104? No, I think we're 103, right? We'll go 103. We'll check that later. Uh, It's 103. Justice is 103. I, of course, am your host, Wade Vlogs, a.k.a. Mr. Quid Pro Quo, a.k.a. The... Wait for it. Wave laws. Joining me as always. Um, we can't say pumpkin spice right now. Damn. Can we say pumpkin spice? I mean, always a unapologetically Ari still works no matter who we're yeah, to hear it. That's kind of all, all year round. Okay. Lady R is all year Yeah, lady, yeah, that's true. First Lady A is all year round. That's true. Okay, okay. Always in the building, y'all. First Lady A. Cheer. And, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, from parts of known, all that good stuff. Wakanda. Wakanda, Zamunda. In the closet. Who? In the closet. <laughs> what? I don't know. Like deep underground somewhere. What? Not here. The Underground Railroad, what? Yeah. That's the underground. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be. You ain't here. Jesus, here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> What's going on, good people? All right, so a lot has. It's honestly, it has to be a lot that happened during the week. I want to say maybe like Thursday and Friday, the news started picking up. Um, so without further ado, let's just get into what we like to call the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. The rundown. First thing I want to talk about because this kind of this kind of dropped Monday, and of course you know, Uncanation, you know we drop our podcast on Monday morning, so we can have a chance to talk about it. It's kind of late now. Uh, J Cole dropped a video for his track "Middle Child." Um, and I've seen a lot of people trying to interpret the video, like what he was trying to say. Was there any subliminals? And I thought it'd be interesting for us to kind of not give you a play-by-play because it's like a 10-minute, no, it's like a 5-minute video. You know videos. But just some of the things that maybe you you guys didn't notice when you were watching the video. And I think we're all here. We're all J. Cole fans. So some things we might have picked up. Um, one thing I picked up that I don't think a lot of people noticed is throughout the entire video, if you notice, whenever J. Cole's on the screen, he's in the middle of the screen. Yep. He's never to the side, to the left. He's always in the middle. Oh, no. No, disagree with that. It's one point in time in the where he's on the side. And that's when he's sitting in the cabin. He's sitting to the side in the chair. But what's censored in the screen is the three rappers' heads over top of the fireplace. Right, and a lot of people have speculated who those rappers might be. For Uncarnation, you haven't seen a video, there's a scene in the video where Cole is in a, a, a wood cabin, and um, just like, you know, how hunters, big game hunters, have like their trophies above the fireplace, you know, the bears and stuff. Cole has three miscellaneous rappers, and I think it says your favorite rapper under it, something mm-hmm. like that. Or one of the, 
One is your favorite rapper. The other one is This Could Be You. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the third is Ask For a Feature. Yeah. But hold on, before we even get to that part, the beginning of the video starts out with Cole rapping and looks like um, a crowded uh, audience or uh, an award ceremony. Like he's in the middle of rapping. To me, that's what it looks like. An award ceremony? It kind of looks like the people are in an award ceremony. Yeah, people are clapping. Yeah, he's a red carpet event. Like, mm. yeah, he, people are clapping. He's just rapping and people are giving it up and the screen kind of goes dark. And all of a sudden, you notice his body bags. You notice the crowd yeah, like, to body bags. It's like literally the whole crowd got body. Yeah. I think I think Cole is saying, like, you know, I don't got to go to the award ceremony, but I still body everybody. Maybe. Niggas in County mm-hmm. Me Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. That's the exact ball he's saying. Hey, niggas in County Me Out. And he's bodying everybody. Everybody wins awards and they celebrating. Fuck, I body all of them. Then the scene kind of shifts from from the the pseudo award ceremony to where him and his own boys. I can't tell who's in the Bentley with him. Are like driving through the mud. I don't really know the symbolism of that. They but they rocking the Dreamville flag. I see the flag behind them, so I'm assuming it's you know, jitting on them. I'm I'm taking that as. Y'all really put these material things on the platform. I don't care about none of this. Yeah, y'all y'all buying certain cars for status symbols. I don't care about this. I'll take this and run this through the mud like any other vehicle. It's a car. Right. I mean, that's a good way to put it. It's just a car. It's just materialistic things. It's just a car. Yes, I can. Yes, I can afford one. Yes, I can pay for one. But I'm gonna drive it like it's a car. I'm not gonna let it sit in the driveway and not put miles on it and not drive it because of, oh, because of what it is, a fucking car. In this particular case, is it's an SUV, right? Which means it's meant to be driven off road. That's what it was designed to do. And then you have the So let's see if it can do what it's supposed to do. Running. If it costs this, if it costs this fucking much money, let's see if it can do what it's supposed to do. Running through the mud and everything. Then you have the scene we talked about earlier, where he's in in the log cabin, um, I guess with his trophies, um, the three heads above the fireplace. Um, some people I've heard on the internet, some people are trying to figure out who those three heads are. I, I think they're just miscellaneous rappers. I don't think they're supposed to be anybody particular. But I can see how people yeah. can, can say, oh, that looks like such and such. Yeah, the main one that I keep seeing and hearing about is the one in the middle with right. the braids is supposed to be Lil Pump. Well, see, that's I've heard that's supposed to be Takashi because he has colored braids. Like, Pump, does Pump have colored braids? I don't know. Pump got color dress, yeah. Okay. So, but the thing, and I think a lot of people went to love Pump because Cole and Pump, right? It, it wasn't beef, but they had words like Pump had a whole song, and the hook was Fuck J Cole. Right, but they they've since like supposed to right. They've had conversations since 
You know, they had a whole in, they had a whole situation where Cole was interviewing Paul. Right. So I don't think it's it's so much of that it's specific rappers, like you said. It's just miscellaneous. It's just whoever wants it can get it. And yeah. I think the rainbow situation is just to signify that generation uh, of of rappers in that particular era. Like whether we whether you want to call it mumble rap or whatever. It's, it's, I just feel like that was the way to target that. Like, at the end of the day, Lil Uzi, all of them, everybody got colorful fucking dread. Dax, all of them niggas. And I wouldn't consider Dax a mumble rapper, but he's in that generation because of when he, when he actually hit and came out. So, I just feel like it's generic. Yeah. And the, and the titles that's under each of them is it's pretty generic too. It's like, ask for a feature. You're going to get body. Anybody that asks for a feature from me is going to get body. Your favorite rapper, I'll body him. This could be you. <laughs> like, if you, if you want to mention my name crazy, this can be you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I just think he's, um, yeah, it's a generic. It's, it's, it's no specific shots, but it's a warning. You know what I mean? A warning, like, hey, like you said, this could be you. Relax. Then another part, of the, I guess the other scene is where he's in back in the, because the video flips locations, of course, like all videos. He, the next scene, he goes to the grocery store, which I thought was um, a metaphor for, like, you know, we have people are buying our style. Maybe I'm looking too deep. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> Because it's one scene where he's, I guess he's in, in the juice aisle. And you know, that's what people call juice now. You got, you got all the juice. You yeah, got all the the drink. Yeah, so I thought maybe people were buying the juice. Buying the no, I'm with you. I'm mm-hmm. with you. I'm okay, with you. Okay, Keep okay. going. I'm with you. Okay, okay, okay. Because so Ari looking like I'm crazy. I'm right, I'm right there with you. Let's go. <laughs> so Ari's like, what? No. no. Yeah, I, I feel like people are just buying our juice, buying our style. If you notice in that exactly. grocery store. And later on, it's another scene where the, the the white girl actually buys, well, she sees a sister in the cabin with baby with baby hair, and she sees it. And she's like, oh yeah. She goes back to the grocery store and buy that same grocery store Cole was in, and buys baby hair. So their appropriation, like, I feel like that's I feel like that's what they were saying. Mm. All right, so to keep going with which, where you at. Notice, again, he's in the middle of the screen, mm-hmm. in the cart. He's not walking. Right. This is the, he's, his feet are not on the ground. Everything up till that point, his, for, for, the, for the perfect phrasing, his boots were on the ground. Mm-hmm. The okay. hook is, niggas been counting me out, like I'm loading the clips, I'm getting them hit. Like, I'm sniping. I'm hunting. Okay. What do hunters not do? They don't go to the grocery store to buy shit because they get it from the land. They get it from the nature. They get it from the mud. From the mud. Mm. They get it from the mud. Mm. I like that. Now, let's double back. The Bentley. 
whole crowd got a body and they showing their shoes. Mud. Red bottom in the mud. Right. You know how to get the red? From the mud. Get it from in the grocery store, he's still in the car. His boots ain't on the ground. I'm not hunting. This is what y'all do. This ain't what I do. And then the only time in the grocery store where his boots is on the ground is that we're out. The cleaning, the cleaning out. He's right. up he, against the detergent. He, right. He <laughs> I'm cleaning y'all niggas up. <laughs> See what I mean? It's a lot of metaphors that, and I hope, Uncanation, I hope you guys go back and watch the video and see some of the things we're seeing. And, you know, comment, you know, email, whatever, if you agree or not. But I think J. Cole was saying a whole lot in this video without saying anything. And me, I love this type of shit. I love the sublim not not subliminals, but the hidden messages that are not so hidden. I love this shit. I think rap is getting a little bit too boring. Shit like this excites me. Pause. Um, <laughs> shit like this is what is what videos are supposed to be, I think. You can't always do a performance video. You know, put some put some things in there so we can watch it. Make you pay attention. I love shit like this. But that happens. I've noticed Cole has found this this pocket, for lack of a better term. Like in KOD, who's in the same pocket. I think this is his new his new style for for better for better or worse. Like it's very different from Forest Hill Drive. It's it's like. He's he says it in the rhyme. He's he's big brother and little brother all in one. Like he's he's the bridge between both generations. And I feel like this stat yeah. he's rapping with is, is showing that. Yeah, because like literally, at this particular point in his career, he has his own lane of competing to be a great. You know, the whole Drake, Kendrick, all of that conversation. Right. So then, the the legends that are in the game, you know, Nas, Cole, excuse me, Nas, Jay, you know, that, that era. But then, whether, we go, whether we're going to actually acknowledge it or not, the generation, like the little punk generation... Ken, uh, not Kendrick, um, Kodak, all of them. There, there, there's a great in their era. Right now, I'm banking on Twenty One Savage out of that era, but yes, that's I, just me. I agree with you on that one. I agree with you on that one. But there, that's an era of hip hop. Whether we whether we choose to acknowledge it or not, that's an era, and there has to be there's a conversation of who's the best out of them. So, Cole has already shown, look, I can get on the track with 21. He's gotten a, he's on a song with Jay. He signed to Jay. Jay brought him in, remember? Exactly. The, the thing that was so ironic about this, the, the track listing and how the, how the play came out of that, people didn't pay attention to it. The Mr. Nice Watch was a playoff of Jay's uh, wordplay in volume one on the intro. Do you really have a spot? And if so, we'll block up. Nice watch. Right. That's where that whole fucking 
fucking song came from. And Cole was playing on the fact that everybody's like, yo, you signed a Rockefeller, but you not being presented how Rockefeller presents people that they fuck with. Well, I think also... And he, and he had a whole song explaining it, but then after he explained it, the very next song, like he said in the song, why you ain't got a song with Jay? And he addressed why he didn't, but the very next song was the feature with him and Jay. See, I think a lot of a lot of that, and we're getting off on a tan- or J. Cole tangent for a second, but I think a lot yeah, of that is... Yeah, we got check time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you. I think a lot of that is is the way Hove handles his artists. Like there's a there's a big difference from the way Hove handles his artists and the way Dame handles his artists. And you see that when with the split. And we'll get back to Dame and Hove later on in the show. But I think there's a that that was the issue with J. Cole, because if you think if you really think about it, after the split, Cole was really the first major artist that that Jay signed. Everybody else was was, for lack of a better term, they were all parts of the divorce. You know, Kanye came over in the divorce. I want to say Rihanna, Rihanna came a little after Cole. I'm not sure. We'll check that. But Cole was really the first major artist, solo artist anyway. Let's say that. So I think the way he moves shows how Cole handled his own artists. But I digress. Middle child. Very true. I mean, shit. Again, Cole has the line. He was like, sitting there to a hole, hoping he passed the baton. He just passed the patrol. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you see how, and, and, and for, for Holes, for Holes, you look at it, the way he handled Cole is kind of the way he handles everybody else. Like, yeah, you blow on your own, <laughs> get, get, get hot in your own, and I'll come in. So, Cole Middlechild, South Nail, like I said, it's on any DSP. I hate saying that. Uh, YouTube it. It's not Uncut Magazine, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, and let us know what you think about it. I think um, he's saying a lot, and I love this type of video, like I said earlier. Now, like I said, Cole happened on Monday. And then we got during the week, I want to say maybe Wednesday or so, it was announced that Solange has a new album coming out, right? Mm-hmm. First, it was announced that Solange started her Black Planet page, which was funny. Uh, there's a rumor that Solange is blind, buying Black Planet and bringing Black Planet, Planet back. Yeah. Good luck. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I'm, I'm with it. I still got my page up. I'll let me. Um, yeah, you know how long it's <laughs> I didn't know my page was still active until I got an email last year sometime that somebody sent me a friend request. I was like, oh, shit. I still get friend so requests. That's, that's still floating around in the universe. Oh. I, I can't delete because I don't know my password, but I still get friend requests with it all the time. But Solange dropped um, a lot of her music on Black Planet, which I thought, I don't know if she was trying to revamp it or trying to say, you know, the double entendre of Black Planet to all those Solanges. You know, super black. That's the word for it. Um, and then she dropped some pictures. She dropped a video. She dropped a, um, a movie. A 33-minute movie. And she dropped her album. Um, 
the album. The album is called When I Get Home. It is about, what's this, 19 songs. And when you hear a song, that somebody has an album that's 19 songs, you think, oh yeah, this is about a good hour, 45 minutes, some good music. The album's like 30 minutes. A 30 minute album. <laughs> okay, alright. How do you feel about the album? It's a waste of an album. It's a waste of an album. It's it's really not thought out. I mean, now the instrumentals are dope. But then when she comes on, like like it's kinda like when you hear a beat and you get hype and you like, Oh yeah, somebody's about to kill it and then they come on and you like, Oh, that's what they decided to do with the fucking song. That's that's kinda cool. It just, it kind of reminded me, like, it just seemed like she was trying to be like an old Aaliyah, but she ended up being like a knockoff. Hmm, I don't know if I got that vibe. I did. Me. I feel like, I do feel like it wasn't complete. It felt like this was, like, first off, I don't think she had to drop it out right now. I think she's good. You know what I mean? People are still living off her last album, and... There were, the expectation was high for her to drop a, a good follow-up album off of the last album. Because Cranes in the Sky was, was like, women love that song. But I will say, that song took a while to hit. It didn't drop day one and everybody was like, oh, this is a great album. It took a while to catch momentum. The album's not the best. So, when you go to, I think she could have lived off, she could have toured off that album maybe another year or so before dropping a new project. But be that as it may, she dropped a new project. And um, I gotta be honest with y'all, Uncut Nation. I've heard the album one and a half times. Like, I listened to it yesterday and listened to it before we started the show. Um, I'm not impressed. And I love Solange. I love Solange. I love Solange. But it just, it, it sounds like it's incomplete. It sounds like. She didn't have to do this. Like, um, it sounds like, and, and other artists will appreciate when I say this, it sounds like she recorded her album in one day. You know what I mean? It's like she's in oh. the studio, and here's the whole album. I'm coming in at 8 o'clock, I'm done at 8 o'clock, and here's my album. There's no nuance. There's no, there's no... We don't need visit. The conversation when the other album came out, the Have a Seat at the Table joint, mm -hmm. and everybody was so over the top of it, and it was just like, it's good production, it's good concepts. My opinion then still stands. Good production, well, a little less this time. Still good concepts. She does not have the range to pull off what she, what the concept of the album is. My opinion. Um, I think it's right. like, it's a cool album to play. Like, like Ari kind of said, like you fold and close and just let it play. But it's, it's back um, 
It's it's not a go to album. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, let's put that Solange on. Yeah, it's elevated music. Mm. And that's disappointing because off of her last album, you would think the follow up would be all that. You know what I mean? The follow up would be tremendous. But but that's my that's my thing with Solange. I yeah. feel I feel like her her whole thought process to her project is so elaborate. I love that aspect because I feel like a lot of people don't put a concept into their project as that much anymore. But. Mm, I don't know. Maybe she just need to write for other people. I think. I think. Maybe she just need to like come up with. She needs to have. She needs to be the creator. She needs to be the puppet master. I'm going to create the the image and so on and so forth. But hand it off to somebody who can pull it off. I don't know. I don't know if I go that far because her her last album was a sonically sonically it was a good album. This album, yeah. it doesn't even, to me, this is my opinion only, the opinion, the words and opinions of Wade Rubel. Um, it, it sounds good, but there's no meat on it. It's like a sandwich with nothing in it. You know, oh, we got a wish sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how this shit sounds. It's like, it's a sandwich with no meat there. Yeah, the beats sound good. And yeah, we like Solange. But what's inside that? There is nothing there. There's no feeling. There's no vibe. It's like it's like she took the last album for granted. She took the um, what's the word I'm looking for? She took the goodwill, the good feelings we have for her in the last album. It's like yeah, I'm gonna just do whatever now because they love it. <laughs> like nah, fam. Nah. If you're trying to be artsy. I love artsy shit. I'm artsy. I love that shit. But this just wasn't it. This just wasn't it. And I love Solange. Solange, highlight me. I thought this killed you on my review. But <laughs> it it just it wasn't it. And this is one because I want I'm rooting for her to win. You know what I mean? So it's very disappointing. And hopefully she'll drop a deluxe album or another album in a couple of days or something to make up for this this bad taste in my mouth for this album. Because, mm. like I said, it's not a bad album. It's just not good. It's like, it's just there. It's just there. It's like, it's, yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's like a 5. And you want more from Solange. Especially off the last album. Give me an 8. You give me an 8, I'm happy. You don't gotta give me a 10. Give me an 8. Off of 19 tracks, give me at least 15 that I like. And I'm good. Don't give me 19 tracks and I like three. It's yeah. very disappointing. I say you're giving her too much. I think, could that be it? Or my expectation too high for her? Am I looking at her like, oh, it's Beyonce, little sister? I don't think so. Are people looking at her that way? That don't have shit to do with her album sucking. It does. She could be 
Webby's little sister. It don't matter. If her album suck, her album suck. It could be the pressure. She could have just felt the pressure. She could have folded from the pressure. I just think that somebody shouldn't have let them that Jane reach out the doors. Now, like I said, the, the beats are dope, but just... You ever just heard a song and then just go, no, mm-hmm. no. It's kind of like, I got that from a couple of her songs. And then that. every other song was an interlude, interlude, whatever you say. Interlude, yeah. Yeah, that was irritating. I felt that way a lot. I felt like you you hear the song, the start of the song, you're like, okay, yeah, it's about to be nice. And it's like, she says the same thing, like eight bars, she's repeating herself. Yeah. That, that was really annoying. I hate when people do that. I hate when rappers do yeah. that. I hate when rappers do that. It was like, I think she, like, I, I felt trolled because Kanye did it on his album. <laughs> and they, like, now I just feel trolled. I don't really know. I don't know. Because she did, she did repeat maybe like a sentence 45 times and then say something different. But I wasn't listening for the full 45 times. I skipped through the song and she was still going. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Like, I've always hated when rappers do that. 2 Chainz used to do that all the time. We'll talk about 2 Chainz a little later. Mm-hmm. He would say something and then say it like five more times. Like, like, like you didn't hear it the first time. Let me say it again. Right. I hate that shit. I despise that shit. So, Solange, if you're out there listening, what up? Uh, Give me a remix album. Do like Tiana did. Do a whole new album. Or just say you're not fucking with your album. Like, yeah. You can't blame the label because it's your label. She can't do that. But she can say something. Or it was a leak. It was unauthorized. Something. I didn't put that out, y'all. No. She can't. It's like, nah, I was playing. She, she, she can't say that it was leaked or unauthorized because she's the one who put it. The play... Like, look at the whole rollout. Again, go back to... It got put out on Black Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shit, yeah. And I love... Like you were saying, G, I love her rollout. She still has that very old-school rollout shit. Like, it, it happened in the... Last, classic rollouts. Classic rollouts. Well, no, I take that back. Not classic, because the classic rollouts is you got the street team and we put up posters, we had our flyers. Right, right. All the... But Black Planet, bro, like that predates my state. But you felt something then, like, like when people say, "Yeah, Solange is bringing Black Black Planet," you're like, "Oh shit, this about to be some shit." Then this about to, you, you going back? Because a lot of a lot, they don't know what Black Planet was. <laughs> mm-hmm. My Black Planet played again. I'm, I'm gonna have to try to find that joint. I don't ever think I took the coding down from the speakers, and I don't even know what music was playing on that. I would like to see what was their traffic for that. Like, what was the what was the monetary increase for that? Because I know Solange brought traffic to the website. I know people people that never went to Black Planet before or haven't gone in years, like me or you, went back. So I, I would like to see that. I want to see the numbers for that. But overall, incarnation. I think we're all saying the same thing. Um, it's okay, but we just expected more. We expected a lot more. And she gives she gives you the indication she's gonna give you more, but she doesn't. She tells you, "Hey, there's chicken in the refrigerator," 
if you go in there and it's like chicken nuggets and not like chicken chicken. You know what I mean? It's there. It's not chicken chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you feel what I'm saying though? It's not you know what I mean? It's like when somebody tells you something. When somebody tells you something like that. They're like, yo. It's not, but it's chicken nuggets. But you feel what I'm saying though, right? Somebody tell you I something. Know, that's why it's funny. I'm, st- I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm starving. What you got to eat? Oh man, some chicken in the refrigerator. Oh, where's some chicken? Yeah, let me get some chicken. It's chicken in the fridge. You think you're thinking you about to get some fried or some baked joint? Right. Like, you going there all hungry? You know, it's about to be some real shit. Nah, <laughs> chicken nuggets. Like, well, I said it was chicken. You did, but shit. Don't tell me you're chicken. And I got nuggets. <laughs> no, nigga. Tell me it's nuggets. That's exactly how I feel this album. So, <laughs> I got new music for you. Yeah, you do, but... No, uh... <laughs> oh, nigga. Nuggets. Fucking nuggets. I'm what... thinking of a whole meal when you say it's chicken. Look, let's continue on with the rundown here. The rundown. The rundown. Uh... Twitter went crazy earlier this week because a rumor came out that Future, everybody's favorite rapper, um, was in a club in Miami um, Thursday. Uh, he was in a club. Uh, the club is called... Uh, I don't know. I can't find it. Anyway, he was in a club in Miami, and apparently he uh, rumors got started that he, he told the bouncers, and I quote, no fatties are in the club. Don't let the fat girls in the club. Apparently, a plus-size model by the name of Neo um, broke the story and was very, very... N-A-0. That's her name. That's her name, really. N-A-0. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. But anyway, she broke the story, and um, Twitter, as Twitter liked to do, ran with it. Um, she called She called him, let me read her quote. Uh, All the other rappers and club owners who function this way, how insecure, disgusting, and fat-phobic do you have to be to just deny all plus-size girls from going to the fucking club? First off, I've never heard the term fat-phobic. That's, that's new. That's new? I've never heard that. I hate people putting phobic to everything. Not everything is phobic. Not, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't define something. But I digress. Um, I've never heard that. When I heard this story, I thought, I was like, the first question I had, and I'm, I'm going to get killed in the comments for this. Uh, the first question I had about this story, I was like, oh, so y'all sure Future wasn't in Virginia Beach? Because, you know, that happens in the beach. Uh, the second story, the second thought I had was, he didn't say that. I can't. He didn't say that. I don't think he said it either. Like, it doesn't, and and it doesn't fit, fit who Future is. Now, agree. Like honestly, Future says some fucked up shit. Future Future is very petty. Super petty. <laughs> future, future Future will say some fucked up shit. But he'll admit that he says it. 
old witness said or quote on record or whatever, he won't take it back. He won't deny it. Now, it's commonly known clubs discriminate all day. Exactly. So I really don't think I really don't think he said that. I, I honestly will put that on the club. That's just me. So, but I've, I personally firsthand seen how clubs operate when certain people are there, or they've marketed their that particular night for a, per, a certain person to be there. Right. Whether the person shows or not, but how you know the dress code changes how. You know, the cover charge changes. The line is, ex- like, longer. And security standing right there. You, you, and you can come in, but she can't. Him, him, and her can but he can't. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I've seen it myself, where club owners will, they want a certain vibe or an image for the club and they'll deny certain people because they don't fit that image. And I exactly. could I could see a club owner saying, Hey, no fat girls tonight. And the girl like, why? Well Future said. Future ain't had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Future said no fat girls in here tonight. Future got nothing to do with that. Right. I'm I'm in the club just trying to party. Yeah. Like the club owner looking at it, oh shit, future in the building tonight. We ain't but you know, it might be something on social media that end up popping off. I don't want to be known for having the fat bitches in the club. Ain't no fat bitches in the club tonight. And I can I can 1,000% see that. And then Future, being Future, took to his Instagram and he had this to say. Which that fits future. Now people can say damage control or whatever, but it just it fits future. I don't see future saying something like that. And I understand we're so react- reactionary that somebody says something and oh man, I can't believe they said that. I'm gonna do the research behind it. Look at the whole um the whole Jordan Woods thing that's going on right now. We're gonna do the research behind it and we run with it in this society now. But yeah, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit future. And I'm not I'm not the biggest future fan in the world, but I know enough to know he wouldn't have said nothing crazy like that. So big girls plus size girls go back to the club. It wasn't Future's fault. Bad's album wasn't his fault. Shout out to all my BBWs. Shout out to y'all. All right, you're a retired BBW. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say some shit. <laughs> You're a former BBW. Hey yo, yo the brat right now. Uh, the, but the brat well, always been. I don't think it. she can be considered a BBW. She just she just thick. I don't think she a BBW. I, I don't think you can classify her as a BBW. Whatever category you decide to put her in. Shout out to the brat, right? Oh my god! And I think, and this is a whole other conversation for the whole other day. And I'm trying not to let people in the comments kill me right now because they like me. Um, 
I think we have to redefine the term BBW. I see a lot of women that define themselves as BBW, and I, I wouldn't think they're BBW. But then I see a lot of women who I do think are BBW, and they're like, no, I'm just thick. No, you're fat. But it's okay. But it's okay. Just own it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we have to read, we have to come to a one agreement. Like, this is what it is. Not what you think it is, what you say it is. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to re- redefine that term. I see a bunch of, I see a slim, thick girls like, yeah, I'm a BBW. Where? Where? Ain't nobody claiming that no more unless, you know, they really, I don't know, they doing too much. I think people just want to belong to something. They do. The validation of something, yeah. like being in the clique. Like, just be you. But then, like I said before, you see people that I would say, oh, yeah, you're you're big. And they're like, nah, I'm just thick. Nah, you thick all over. Your neck thick. <laughs> Your Shut ankles are up. thick. <laughs> Your wrist are thick. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, I'm not joking. I'm not joking though. Don't kill me. One thing you cannot do, I've learned, in through social media, is that you cannot ever attack the perceived underdogs. You lose every time. You lose every time. Agree. So, so um, I'm not joking. I don't want. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let's change the subject. Um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of albums, I can't. I'm gonna say something I'm gonna fuck up on, so I'm gonna change the subject. Um, speaking of albums that came out, and I know G, you'll talk about this in a few. Uh, Two Chain dropped his new album. Uh, Rapper go to the lead. We talked about this last week. A um, and R by LeBron James. And hey, I'll be honest. I think LeBron made a couple mistakes. Mm. G, we are talking about it before the show started. When the album opens, the intro track. First, first off, let me let me disclaimer, disclaimer, because y'all know I like to give disclaimers. I be honest with y'all, incarnation. I'm not the biggest Two Chains fan. I am not. I think the worst verse in hip hop I've heard probably the last ten years comes from Two Chains. Um, I ain't gonna go that far. I'm dead ass. I, I really think so. So I'm not the biggest Two Chains fan. I'm sorry, go ahead and finish it this point. Nah, I, I will say, however, um, lately, he has been impressing, I, I'm saying, I've been cool with him, I've been cool with him lately. Lately. Uh, this album, I feel like, me, like I said, me and you were talking about, the first, the first intro, he actually performed this song, the intro, he performed it on Jimmy Kimmel. And um, it's featuring Marsha Ambrosia. And let's be honest, you could never go wrong with Marsha Ambrosia. We love Marsha Ambrosia over here. But uh, I think he went wrong there. For the aesthetic he was giving off for the album, Rapper Go to the Lead, the cover, the, the instrumental for this intro, just the total vibe. I don't think Marsha was right. I think, in the, in the words of Sheik Luch, was it Sheik Luch? Don't give me no diva on the hook. I need Anthony Hamilton. Give me Anth- Anthony Hamilton is the definition. That was fabulous. Fab? I know what you're talking about. That was fab? He was like, I need, uh, it was fabulous. He was like, right. I'll, 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 
on the hook, I don't need no sample. And don't give me Justin Bieber. I need Anthony Hamilton. You right. You right. You right. Yes. Anthony Hamilton is the definition of pain. Like, I just want to, like, for what 2 Chainz is talking about, and maybe because Anthony's not hot right now or whatever, I don't know what Anthony's doing right now. I don't know. But, in all, in all fairness, what was Marsha doing? Well, she just what has she been doing? She did drop an album in YLA. I have it. It's okay. Um... Let me let me just let me just play something. Let me just listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, you hear? You hear that smoky baritone? You hear this? this oh, let me matter of fact, where is where is where is that song? You know the song I'm talking about. That's fast for this. This is perfect. This is perfect. You can feel it in your bones. Mm -hmm. This is pain. This is this is this is singing through cut bottles in the street. This is this is shoot him in the head, shoot him in the face. This no, this is not. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but it's so soulful. It's so motherfucking soulful, man. Anthony Hamilton on that song with Two Chain on the intro to Two Chains would have took that song and me and you was talking about it earlier would have took that song to maybe Two Chains' best song ever to his best song ever I, and I believe that one thousand percent. This is where A and R Braun should have stepped in and said, "Hey, Marshall's cool. We need Anthony." So we. To, to go back to the conversation that we was having. Right. Offline. <clears throat> Completely agree with you. Sonically, musically, Anthony is the right choice for how that sounds. Grammy nod. Right. The Grammy nod, the, the performance aspect of it to push it to a different audience Marshall's on the hook and, and I respect that and I get it but I just feel like for 2 chains, me looking back if if let me put on my A&R hat I'm A&R Wade <laughs> if, if me and 2 chains talking I'm like Titty Boy this is going to be your greatest album ever this album is going to put you in the conversation of who's the best in the seats. And, and Marsh is dope. I love Marsh. But sonically, my God, when you think about pain, and I'm going to play the track for y'all a little bit.
him in the background. Pray for our sins, uh, Picture pray for Anthony our singing this. Tears that we cry, yeah. You hear the pain. Here's a years of abuse, the smokiness, the baritone. The fight's five in the morning. You hear it. You don't. My God. This is what LeBron should have told him. As, as, as we talked about offline, it's only like, even if it was going to be a female on there, it's only a select few females that would have fit that bill. You mentioned Mary, which I understand. I'm thinking of pain. We had a whole conversation about the mess and Mary joint mm -hmm. and how Mary wasn't even supposed to be on the song. It was supposed to be Lauren Hill, all that. A lot of people still don't know that. The people that I gave and the more and more I've been thinking about it since we named them. But Jill Scott would have murdered that. And I said that earlier, right? I said if you had to go to female, add it to Jill. Jill is hot right now. Jill would have fucking murdered that shit. And Jasmine you, Sullivan would have did it justice ooh, too. Jasmine, but yeah. she ain't got the she ain't got the push for it. But Jill, oh my God. And once Jill would have destroyed that shit. No disrespect to Marsha Ambrosia. We love Marsha Ambrosia. No, no. I love I love fucking Marsha Ambrosia. Marcia, we Her love voice. You. <laughs> oh my God. But the greatest uh, look, I'm, I'm again I'm off on the tangent. I'm always the one on the tangent. <laughs> Listen, we love you, Marsha. No disrespect. But this need this didn't need a, a it didn't need soul as much as it needed pain. And those are to me, those are two different sounds. Exactly. Agreed. A hundred percent agree, but I couldn't say it better. And Marsha's wonderful. I got your album, Marsha. You're dope. I buy all your shit. But for this? Say me, yes. <laughs> all you got to do is say yes. Or All you got to do is say yes. In this particular case, Marsha, unfortunately, you got to say no. Or let's say Anthony was busy. Let's say oh, we reach out to Anthony and he's busy. You know who I would have want? Somebody that people don't think about? Aloe Black. Aloe Black is really really soulful and i think he's vocally similar to anthony but his voice is a little more upbeat um if that's the right word see anthony is is like i said it's pain it's the definition of pain aloe is he sounds like a younger anthony to me um People who don't know what Aloe Black is, he of course had the most, the song you may recognize from him is um, The Man um, in the All The Beats commercials. Mm -hmm. That's Aloe Black. You know, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. That guy, I'll play this song. So y'all know. Let's get it. Smokey Baritone. It's, it's, it's still not Anthony. I think it would have been a better fit than Marshall on that song. 
Just my opinion. Mm. Um, for the rest of the track list, and I'm looking here, I'm, I'm actually going through. First off, me and me and G talked about the cover is magnificent. Um, excellent art direction. Yeah, that, I love his cover art. Yeah, the cover is magnificent. Shout out, shout out to the photographer and the graphic designer and everybody involved with his cover art. I love that shit. That, again, that were, who, whoever did that cover art, I'm thinking is the same person who did Pusha T's cover art. It makes sense. Good music. Um, yeah, I love the cover art. It's phenomenal. Um, the first couple of tracks, I think one thing I noticed is with the album, and I listened to it, like I said, I listened to it like once, I'm going to listen to it again. Um, it's too much 2 chains. What? Understand what? Me, understand me when I said this. Like, it's several songs where he has no features. It's just him. He's doing the, the three verses. He's doing the hook. Everybody else does it. Why right. But hold on. But because his voice is so distinct, mm. it, it becomes your ears get lazy. It's like, okay. All right. You know what the, you know what the fucked up part about that is, Wade? What? Two Chains has conditioned audiences for him to have a feature. Mm. But he, but hold on, before you continue that, his feature could just be somebody doing the hook, just to break up the monotony of his voice. Like he exactly. Has, he has one but, song uh, with um with Young whether, Thug. Whether whether it's a featured verse or a featured hook, he's conditioned the audience that is two chains featuring somebody, and the song is phenomenal. Because, you know, I couldn't achieve, or I, I you know, whatever. Well, excuse me, let, let me not say he couldn't achieve. Let me take that, take that statement out of the equation. And I feel like this particular project is way more personal to him. And I don't, again, I said it, Kitty Boy can fucking rap. That's a fact. Two he can fucking rap. I still got that same energy. Titty Boy can fucking rap. I would say two chains is rapping his ass off when it's out. You 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 have to get used to it, bro. Like, all right, so look at it as it's a new artist. It's not two chains. I can. You can't going going in going into listening to this project. You cannot listen to it with the same ears as, oh, it's about to be two chains. I mean, no, nah, this is pretty good. But I think that's <laughs> the thing with me because I have the same beef with J Cole. When J Cole does all his hooks and does the choruses, and and I'm like Cole, just get another voice. Just break up the monotony of your voice. Get somebody to do the hook. Do do something. And J. Cole, he's his played, last three albums he's done, so. He's played around with different octaves of his voice doing the hooks and things like that. Right. And, and that's I my think, point. I think, honestly, that has brought out the creative side of him, and it brings out the creative side of many artists when you don't. When you don't or don't want to have a 
feature on a specific song, but you hear it a certain way, you're going to push yourself as an artist to make it sound that way that you're hearing it. And you don't want to actually have to be like, oh, I can't do it. I got to get a feature for it. So, that, but again, that's a whole different conversation. Like, anybody that's listening to the podcast that's right, right now that's a genuine fucking artist understands what I just said. Right, I understand. And listen, I understand exactly what you're saying, and... I think that's just an issue I have because I do it all the time. It's very few artists that I listen to their project and they did everything. If I listen to a song for somebody, I'm like, yeah, you should have got something else on the hook. Just to break up the monotony of your voice. Just to challenge the listeners' ears because listeners get lazy. By the third voice, by the two-minute mark and everything is just you, I might have tuned you out by now. Give me something different. That's why features are so popular. This is just a scientific explanation for incarnation. I think that's why features are so popular. It challenges the listener's ears to listen to everything. When you hear the same person over and over again, this, this is not the days of Rakim where he did the whole album by himself. We live in a new era now, and I think that the listeners are different. That's just my opinion. Pet peeve I have. Um, other than no, that... No, it's, it's honest. It's honest. Yeah, other than it's that... It's not a pet peeve. It's, it's legit being honest. Yeah. I mean, other than that, once again, to echo the words G, Titty Boy is rapping his ass off. Like he's, he's, and I said just to G earlier, to me, his flow is reminiscent of Hove in, um, in my lifetime, while you won. <coughs> mm. Right. Um. <clears throat> well, I mean, G. <coughs> mm. It's one of those things. If you go back and listen to In My Life Volume One, and once again, I'm not comparing Two Chains to Jay Z. So don't shoot me down, Jay Z fan. Yeah, I'm about to say you about to get crucified for that. No, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, they, they write in the comment now. They write in there. It was about, bruh, that might have went viral. <laughs> if you go that, back, that might have that might have did it, bro. That might have went viral. That might have did it. about to shoot my head off. Listen, go local, back. Local, local, local VA podcast. Way blogs compared two chains to Jay in my life. I can no. They would just say two chains to Jay Z. They like. And then it took a sound bite. Yeah, he sounds like Jay Z. Oh, wow, the clickbait would have been so crazy. They're killing me. <laughs> but if you the listen. The clickbait would have been so crazy. Two Chains would have loved it, though. Hey, two Chains would have loved it. No, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's Don't go. Do Don't do it. Hold on. Let me, Let's fin- go. Let me finish my statement. Let me finish. Unka Nation. Go back and listen to In My Lifetime, Volume 1. Go back and listen to Jay Z's flow. Go back and listen to how Jay Z ended every bar. It's very similar to how, like, vocally, Titty Boy, Two Chains is rapping right now. Like, the way he ends his bars, his cadence, his flow, like, it's eerily similar. And I don't know if it's done on purpose or not, and I hope it's done on purpose, because I, I give Two Chains a little more credit for that. But to me, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like In My Lifetime, Volume 1. It's that flow. So... 
out of the 14 songs on the album, I'm going to say, I'm good with like 11 of them. Wow. And once again, I'm not a 2 chains fan. But 11 out of 14 is a good ratio. I think the um, Ariana Grande feature is a misstep. Um, it's it's all about, bruh. So yeah, that I goes back to the Marsha Ambrosia conversation that we've had. I get it. But a crossover. Yeah, I get it. I, I understand it. Just artistically, I don't like it. Then he has Yeah, of course. Um, so, let me rock the boat. That's why I said, no, fuck it, we gonna go. Go, go. Let's compare two chains, let's compare two chains to Jay's volume one. Let's do it. <sighs> okay, let me pull, let me pull a volume one. Let me pull a volume I have it up here in my iTunes somewhere. That's alphabet. That's the, that's the, um, heart of the city with Black Street, all of that on there. Sunshine, all of that. So he had commercial songs on there while still giving you a polished, reasonable doubt feel. That's the best way I can explain that album. Here's the funny thing. In the moment. Here's the irony of this. In My Lifetime, Volume 1 was 14 tracks. Rapper Go exactly. Julie, 14 tracks. Hey, um, bro, that's what I say. No, fuck it. We gonna go. Let's rock the boat. So... <laughs> I remember when Sunshine came out. Mm. Sunshine has Babyface on it. Fucking Babyface. Mm. All right, so we're going to take Babyface, Marsha Ambrosia. Okay. The video that got shot for Sunshine, the from the article that I read, Jay hated the fucking video. Sunshine. Because they put the fish lands on. Sunshine. And you know, Jay, Jay, already, Jay already got a fish-looking face anyway. I think Sunshine is arguably Jay-Z's worst song. But, he, but listen to the song, though. It might be arguably his worst song, but it's still a great fucking song. That's what I was going to say. Listen to what the fuck Jay was saying on it. That's a hell of a song to be your worst song ever. <laughs> That's a hell of a exactly. song. Exactly. So, his worst song is probably better than a lot of niggas' best song. Mm-hmm. But, that, that song, like, again, from the article that I read, and it wasn't, it wasn't, I didn't think it was that, that bad of a song. The video was, you know, what the video fucking was. <laughs> but that's the that's the top of the B side for me. Like when that comes on, it's just like I flip the tape over. Right. Like that's literally that's literally when I flip the tape over. Right. And if you listen to Volume One with that mentality, that's the top of the B side. Okay, so and that you know what that makes sense. I'm looking, cause I'm looking, once again, I'm looking at two chains. Yeah, fuck with me. Fuck with me. Grande song, <laughs> "Rule the World," fuck is, with me. is it would I consider that top of the B side? That's track number nine. Yeah. The sunshine track is track number eight on "Near My Lifetime." 
This is and it was a single. Yeah. So you hold on. So so are you saying that that's gonna be the next single? Step out on the, the ledge. Step out of the ledge. The words express legit. Look, man. Step out of the ledge. Look, look. The shit that tripped me out is people like, oh, you can't compare people to certain people. Yes, the fuck you can. Jay, Jay put out how many joints was like, now, we not even going limit to limit it to the the projects that he called the blueprint. Jay been showing niggas how to do it for years. And anybody who knows me for real, I fuck with Jay, but I'm not like a diehard, oh, Jay's the greatest. Like, he's the GOAT. That's not me. Anybody who knows me for real, that's... But at the end of the day, I am never going to deny that man has been given the blueprint since fucking day one. Y'all better cop these last two bricks, because when they flip, I'm going to get on some other shit. That's a fact. That's that's hope. That's hope. All right, all right, that was hope. Y'all better cop these last two bricks. He said that on volume one. Volume two, volume three came out. Y'all better cop these last two shits, because when they flip, I'm going to get on some other shit. Jay ain't been on no other shit since volume three. What? <laughs> Bro, anything, anything Jay said in a fucking verse at any point in his career manifested. Real shit. Again, Hov ain't the greatest in my book when it comes to that rap shit. But that, man. And and maybe maybe this will be I firmly believe that this album for Two Chains will be his best album ever. I don't. I don't think. You know what I'm about? What's that? It's gonna put Two Chains in a whole different conversation. It should. It should, because I think it's a well-known secret he can actually rap. I think, you know what I mean? Like everyone will tell you, hey, he can he can really rap for real. So I think we like, all know. That. But I think the way he's going, like I like I said before, I'm not a Two Chains fan, but out of 14 tracks, I'm vibing with 11 of them. Of course, I'm feeling the Ty Dollar Sign. I'm feeling the Kendrick Lamar. Of course, um, the Ariana Grande is is a misstep for me. I just feel like that was that that could have been anybody else. I could have did the hook. Anybody could did that. That's horrible. Um, and then he has like threats to the sack. A couple of first the early tracks that, like I said earlier, he's just him. It's no nobody in the hook. The the chorus is him repeating the same sentence five times. Like threat to society is 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 a throwaway track. But other than that. This will be his. I'm I'm going out on the ledge. I'm I'm going out there. When it's all said and done, this will be Two Chains' best album. And I don't think nobody will argue with me. Ten years from now, y'all will be like, you know what? Wade was right. Okay. I'm just saying. Hey, look, you ain't got no backlash for me, bro. <laughs> All right, let's continue on with the rundown because I know we run out of time here. Um, earlier this week, Summer Walker, Ari's homegirl, um, dropped the track. So 
Some years old, some years, and I'm mad that I couldn't get her EP. I got you. I got you. <laughs> she dropped the track called um, Girls Need Love, a remix featuring Drake. Okay. So, what somebody noticed on the internet, because you know the internet is always looking at stuff, mm-hmm. on the back of the track listing, um, you know, it has all, all the logos of the record labels and all that good stuff. Um, it didn't have a Young Money or a Cash Money logo as the label. It had another label called Frozen Moments. So, if you do a quick, a quick Google, get on your Googles. There's a company called Frozen Moments LLC. It's trademarked. It started on February 13th. The day, the same day that So Far Gone came out. Right? I mean, the mixtape hit the websites, hit the um, streaming services. And I'm going to read the description they have for, for Frozen Moments. It says, audio equipment, namely personal stereos, speakers, speaker housing, amplifiers, studio tuners, equalizers, sound crossovers, limiters, compressors for audio processing, headphones, earphones, etc., 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 a lot of stuff, sunglasses. Um, with that information here, Conspiracy Theory Away sounds like Drake is launching another label, an independent label called Frozen Moments. Then, to make it more crazy, Drake posted a picture on his Instagram where he said, Young Money Alumni. Now, Conspiracy Theory Away, when you say alumni, that means you left, you're done with something, right? You graduated. Oh you don't say, hey, I'm still in the rocks, I'm still on the team. He said, alumni. I did that. I'm on. Right? So, Uncanation, fuck with me on this one. It's Drake starting another label. Frozen Monk, which is a whack name, but hey. You know, do you. It sounds like to me starting another label. And not OVO. That's what it sounds like to me. We'll see. And, and listen, Uncut Nation, Google it for yourself. Do your Googles. Never believe anything I said. Go to Googles yourself. It sounds like he's starting his own way. And he's all for young money. So could it be that so far gone, the re-release was his, the, his last album and his young money deal? And now he's a totally independent artist. We'll see what happens. Now, something else we... I found out earlier this week, and we kind of alluded to earlier in the podcast. Um, we all know the Rockefeller trio, the, the group that started Rockefeller, was um, Jay-Z, of course, Dame Dash, and Biggs. We all know Biggs. Everybody, everybody knows Biggs. Um, so it recently was announced. Well, not announced. Let me not say announced, because nothing formal was put out there. But um, Biggs, it's been rumored, let's say that that there's going to be a biopic on Biggs. But in that biopic, it's going to tell, I guess, the founding of Rockefeller. Which, to me, from a hip-hop historian standpoint, I think this would be the only way we'll get a Jay-Z biopic. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Jay's ever going to release a biopic of himself. But if you release one of your right hand, it's just as good. 
Um, let me see here. I got the actual quote here. Biggs posted it on his let's see Instagram. I'm just trying to see everything. Um, they asked him about his biopic, and he said, um, "I probably be it'll probably be separate stories from Jay, Damon, and myself, showing us as kids to understand what we went through, the pain, the hardships, the extenuating circumstances, such as me living in a shelter. Some people really don't know that being evicted." living in the shelter, staying in people's houses on floors for two years, <clears throat> Jay losing his father at four years old when his father left him, Dame losing his mom at 14 years old, having put himself through private school. So there was a lot of hardships and things we went through that gave us strength. So Biggs hasn't said a formal release, but it's something he's working on. And I think that could be epic for the culture. I got you. All right, we, we're about to, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Um, something else that happened. I'm just running through stories here, so bear with me, Uncanation. Uh, another thing happened this week. Jaden Smith, hip hop's favorite child. Is listen. This is a conversation we need to have about Jaden Smith one day. Cause Jaden's out here killing it, and nobody gives him any credit. Cause he's Will Smith's son. Hmm. <laughs> like Jaden is out here really body and shit, and nobody gives him no credit. But it was recently announced. Um, Jaden. You talking about Jaden Smith? Yeah. He's out here body and shit, and nobody's giving him credit for. No, he raps. He raps his ass off. Yeah. I'm gonna argue that point. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Okay. Give me Diggy. Give me Diggy Simmons against Jaden Smith. I'm Diggy. See, okay, Diggy. For some reason, Diggy is more looked at as respected as an MC, even though once again he's a hip hop's child. I think what happens with Jaden is the antics. You know what I mean? Like the blonde hair, the way he dresses, when he wore the Batman costume to the prom, like shit like that. Diggy's just like a regular kid. But bar for bar, I may take Jaden. And no, see. Everything else you just mentioned, I'm not even paying attention to. I'm talking about bar for bar. Jaden is rocking his ass off. Bar for bar. That's like, bro, when we, I don't give a fuck about the whole, who your mother is, who your father is, what background you come from, how much money you got. When it's bar for bar, like when we talking about rap, we talking about hip hop, we talking about music. I'm talking about bar for bar. Give me Diggy. Jaden just don't, and I don't say that to discredit Jaden. That nigga can rap his ass off. Jaden can rap, yo. Not taking nothing from him at all. But the joint that I, the the anchor joint that I heard from Diddy recently, excuse me, Diggy, every other bar was a little slick sublime. And that takes a lot of talent. Oh, Diggy can give rap me Diggy. Too. Don't get don't give me don't get it twisted. Diggy can rap. I, I, I like Diggy. I just I think maybe maybe the antics and the flair that that flair for the dramatic maybe pushes Jaden over because you have to be Jaden is a star. Diggy's a rapper. 
is Will Smith and well, you, well, again, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that angle because again, it's ball for ball. Like fuck who your family is and all of that. Right. I just think I think that's the difference between I, them. Two. I don't. I, I honestly do not feel Jaden can out rap Diggy. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have to think. I really have to think about that because I like Diggy. I like Diggy a lot. But I, I think Jaden has that it quality. But he has it. Right. So now, now that that's that's a different part of the conversation. Okay. That's a different. When you say the it factor, that's I. That's entertainment. Is is how I feel. We're going about that. Just me personally. Okay. That's why I. When you say. When you say who's the best rapper, and we talking about from our generation, the niggas used to be like, "Yo, Ho is da da da," and be like, "Yo, Ho got killed on such and such." Niggas ain't got the money Ho got. That has nothing to do with going bar for bar. Yeah, I'm like, don't change the narrative. Like, don't like that. Like, don't change the narrative of the conversation. I get it. I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, like, like literally, bro. If we going bar for bar, like on some some witty slick shit, I fuck with Jaden. Jaden, nigga, the icon shit was nuts. Exactly. The icons, man, that whole fucking project was nuts. But bar for bar, we don't we don't sit in this studio and we don't go bar for bar. Jaden's not hanging with Dick Diggy. That's my opinion. The words of Jesus, we can keep going. <laughs> He's not doing it. My opinion. Sorry, Will. I don't know. I, I, I'm. I'm still. I'm still on the fence on that. We'll, we'll see. I gotta. I gotta think back. I gotta really sit down and think on that one. I gotta really sit down on that one. But hold on. Go. Go back to what we're talking. What we bring up Jaden for in the first place. Um, Jaden has recently announced that he's gonna donate a uh, mobile water filtration system called the water box and he's going to donate this to flint michigan which as as some of you know as some of you may remember flint michigan hasn't had clean water for at least five years right and Jaden and his father will have a company called water just water um and they're going to donate this mobile filtration unit where people can bring nasty filthy disgusting water to the unit and get it clean water back. And he's he's going on record saying he pledges to clean up the water in Michigan. And and for me, I think this is what we want our youth to do, right? Mm -hmm. He's using his his platform in a proper way. I, and I get it. It's Will's son. It's Jada's son. So of course he's going to be a certain type of way. But still, he didn't have to. So this is a dope thing. I just want to give him credit for that. Yeah. I just want to give him, you know, give give, give people their roses while you can, right? Yeah. Now, 
before we get out of here, there's one thing I do want to talk about here, and this is one thing I've been dreading to talk about. <sighs> Uncanation, we, as y'all know, a lot of y'all know, we record the podcast on Sundays, and y'all hear it on Monday. So by the time you hear this, this will already have happened. Uh, tonight on HBO, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Michael Jackson? Yep. The Michael Jackson documentary will air. Now, the documentary is called what, Leaving Neverland? Yeah. Now, from what I'm hearing, this is going to be equivalent to Surviving R. Kelly. Um, this will apparently make us cancel Michael Jackson. I doubt it. I doubt that very much. Um, Oprah, Oprah hosted a, a town hall meeting with the survivors, quote unquote, of the alleged abuse, and um, she seemed rather convinced that these things were true. Uh, I know we live in this age right now where canceling people is like the trend. One thing I will say, uh, I'm going to watch the documentary tonight. I'm going to watch it. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. Um, Mike's been dead for how long now? And this is no disrespect. Um, Mike's been dead for at least seven eight years right let me just a quick google's shows michael jackson passed away 2009, 2009. so at least 10 years maybe 10 years this year why now four days before my birthday why now? and i remember when i was out michael jackson died i told everybody nobody believed him hmm? I, I told everybody when mike died and nobody believed him. like well, whatever i told him because you know I felt it because it was like he was supposed to be um, the, okay, so on my birthday, what's the awards that come on my birthday every year? The award? Yeah. What's it's that? like BET Awards or something like that. Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the Hip Hop Awards. Yeah. I think it's the BET Awards. And it comes on around my birthday, like the day of or like the day after my birthday. And Mike was supposed to be performing. Mm. And he died four days from my birthday, and I was like, what? And they turned into a tribute. Mm. Oh, yeah. There was the beat. Yeah, I remember because Jamie Foxx was hosting, yeah. and it was real, real sloppy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here's the question I'm going to ask Ari. Okay. And G, I ask you, and Uncanation, I'm asking you. Mike's been dead for 10 years. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. At this point, can we hear something? That would make us cancel Mike. That's like, yeah, we can't fuck with Mike no more. Well, everybody's always been doing a little joke and he's been playing with little boys. So we find out that it's a little boy thing, it's going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's that, That's been the butt end of the joke ever since growing up. He's bringing little boys to Never Neverland. Right. So if that is the actual case, it's not going to be that shocking just because we already we kind of already know. Yeah, we're already kind of prepared for that. Well, here's the thing with Mike, okay. Before it was, he was accused and acquitted. And I guess the evidence wasn't good enough. Now they're saying that they have, like, damning evidence. Like, there's no way around this. And they could just be seeing this to make us watch 
which is a, a marketing scheme I can understand. I don't like, but I understand. Mm. But if they have this rock solid evidence, like there's no way around it, are we canceling Mike? I'm not. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I'll be honest. As a father, I don't know. And I love Mike. I like Prince more personally, but I love Mike. I'm a Prince guy. Michael Prince. I'm a Prince guy. Um, I don't think at this point, even it would have to be something so dramatic. Like, they have to have video of Mike doing this. Like, it would have to be something that crazy for me to be like, yeah, I can't fuck with it. I know, I know a lot of people there that, you know, you separate the, the person from the, the music from the person. Mm-hmm. That's people's justification for listening to R. Kelly. They're like, yeah, well, that's, that's just what he did. I still like his music. He still made good music. But I don't think I can do the same thing. Like, I don't listen to R. Kelly. We talked about this before the whole R. Kelly thing, that I don't rock with R. Kelly. I haven't rocked with R. Kelly since those tapes came out. Mm-hmm. So, I can't personally do the separation. So, if, if, they, if the, the special is showing something so damning, like a video, then I'm like, yeah, I can't rock. I can't. Don't hop up in my car, because we're going to be playing Mike. <laughs> and I love Mike. Cool criminal. Oh, but it has to be something. Do you remember crazy. the time? You're not gonna listen to you. Do you remember the time? Come on, that's gonna that's gonna hurt your soul. Why don't listen to R. Kelly now? So, uh, but Mike is different. Yeah, Mike is different. Mike is. There's different. songs that, that that you. I mean, you can skip over. I can believe. Well, I believe I can fly. But you know, come on. Remember Mike the time, is. Billy Jean. I don't know. There's a lot of songs. Invincible. I mean, I like the Invincible album. So, but there's a lot of older songs. It's crazy. I mean, he's the king. He is 1,000% the king. And I I just do not know. And I he's can, gone. There's nothing that y'all gonna do. Y'all gonna be mad. So the only thing that you can do is mute the brother. But, but he's already made money and everything else. He's gone. He's dead and gone. And he can't defend himself. That's why I don't like about this either. Because they have the chance to accuse us. And I'm not victim shaming here. Please understand me. But they have a chance to basically say anything. And he has no rebuttal. Right. Like, so I don't like ten, 10 years after he passed. Yeah, but what repercussions are you going to have? Only, oh, well, I'm going to stop listening to his music. He didn't already made the money that he needed to make. The boy is dead and gone. I'm sorry to say it like that. It's, it's, uh, I, but you muting him isn't going to stop the fact that whatever he did back in the day is what he didn't done already. I mean, you, you bring up a valid point. I think it's just a principle thing. It's going to be a sitting in your soul kind of thing. Because regardless of whether or not... It comes out on this documentary of what you deep in your soul knew 10 years ago. He's the butt end of every bad joke when it comes to pedophile shit. Deep down, you know, like, like, okay, if there was a butt end of the joke, it'd be like, man, that's some Michael Jackson quit too. Like, just quit that shit. There's a difference in between being the butt end of a joke and then all of a sudden you have all the concrete evidence and this stuff sitting in your soul now. Yeah. You knew he was doing stuff. Yeah. And you still listening to his music after the fact. I mean, but we didn't know. That's the thing. We Man. didn't know. We it's been jokes, it's been accusations. So but if we see diehard proof like bam, 
it's no way it's no way around it. It's not gonna change my look, whatever. People have really fucked up lives, you know that? Yeah. Like like I was sitting there like honestly thinking the other day. People have some really fucked up lives. But it doesn't mean, you know, like and it it's kinda hard to say that we don't judge people. Because we do. Because at the end of the day, we do judge their sins as being bigger than another thing. Because you may see one thing that they did and you may, you know, forgive them for that. But then you end up having something as detrimental as this to, you know, a man's whole career if he was still alive. And he did something. I'm pretty sure that if, you know, maybe if it was a one-time thing or like a one-stop shop, would you forgive him any less? Hey, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that. That's what I'm saying. It's like we can't just say we forgive a lot of people for one thing and then we don't forgive them for something like, you know, this big or something like that. Now, I'm no way justifying what he did because I don't know what he did. Right. We don't know until tonight, whatever somebody comes out with saying he did. Right. I mean, I'm just really big on giving people the benefit of the doubt and looking the other way, and you know that. Right. Thinking from another perspective. Okay. It's just that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that he gets any more justification because he passed. It's just, it's starting to be a trend. Definitely. And it's not a trend that, that you know, um, that we need to look forward to in the hip-hop community, but it's starting to be like a lot of people are starting to come out the closet with all of this stupid shit. Like, oh, they messing with little kids and a whole bunch of other stuff. A lot of people are starting to come out with that. And it just makes you think how many people are really, at the end of the day, true to who they are. Because five years later, it's going to be like, oh, well, this came out with a tape. Blah, blah, blah.